Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Kingdom Purpose Network. Again, this is Mary Scott, Evangelist Mary Scott, and I'm coming to you with Iron Sharp as Iron. And it is a privilege to be back with you today. I haven't been with you in a little bit, maybe two months or so. Um, had family issues, but you know what? God is good. I'm still here amongst the land of the living, and I am back here with you. So I'm going to come before you today. I want to say briefly um, because I'm just going to present what God dealt with me with this afternoon, and when when it's finished, when I finish presenting what He gave me, that'll be my presentation for today. But I just want to say that I am very very happy and honored to be back with you all today. And um, feel free to call in and share testimony or give word, um, and just chime in and help me out here today. Anyway, let me. Decrease, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. I ask you, Lord, that you would decrease, Mary, God, that you may use the words that you have given me already, Lord, that touch some soul out there, touch some heart, touch some mindset, change somebody's heart, change somebody's way of life, and that we may sharpen that soul out there, Lord, another vessel, God, to be a kingdom builder, God, in your name, God. I ask you, Lord, that anybody out there sick, God, anybody depressed, we come up against it. We rebuke it in the name of God. We ask you, Lord, to continue to strengthen each minister that is represented here at Kingdom Purpose um, Network, God. And I just ask you, Lord, to continue to reign, rule in my life and work through me, God, that I may be the only Jesus that some people will come in contact with. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So with that being said, if you want to call in and chime in and, you know, testify or give an, an encouraging word or, or speak about something I speak on, the number is 319-527-6091, and we um, will get started. So I won't prolong the evening. Um, I was a little under the weather, and the enemy tried to make me not have anything to share with you all today, but uh, not so because I ask God to always give me something to share with his people for his for this time. So what God was, and, and I just want to say that this is episode 1,488, um, all glory to God. Um, he is moving. He is in, um, moving in a mighty way, and we thank God for all his movements. But I want to say that God placed on my heart today, even though I was feeling under the weather, I asked God to, you know, speak to me. And, and as I was laying in bed, I was thinking about picking up the pieces and getting it together again. This is a time that we're living in, in this pandemic that's been more than a year, um, and we don't know when it's going to end. We, I'm sure most of us didn't think it would last this long. And, and there's a great falling away. The Bible spoke about a great falling away, and the great falling away is, you know, saints, people that were once close to God are falling away. And this is not the time for us to be falling away from the word of God or from the will of God. And, um, a lot of people are vulnerable at this time, and those of us that are fishers of men, this is the time that we can go out and we can reach these people that are out here. Some of them are desperate. Some of them are lonely. Some of them are scared, and we can reach them. Like my pastor always say, you can't clean a fish until you catch them. So our goal as fishers of men in the kingdom of God is to go out and catch these fish and encourage somebody. And then not only that, encourage each other because sometimes it's draining and we seep and we leak 
um, anointing and we leak power and we leak strength when we are out here uh, witnessing and, you know, going forth with the word of God and just on our everyday lives, even with our families. So I also want to say, you know, we leak and we need a refilling, a restoration, a restoring, a renewal, and re means to redo, to to, to, to refill, to, to make new again. And so um, I encourage us to do that. So in picking up the pieces and getting it together again, God said we ain't ready. And I heard a preacher say that uh, while I was watching uh, Facebook. One of the preachers came on there, and he and it, and it triggered something in my spirit when he said God spoke to him and told him we ain't ready, and 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 and, and we're not ready. And he's not speaking to the world; he's speaking to the saints. We ain't ready. And then I thought about the scripture that said the saints would narrowly make it in. So we have to do better. We got to pick it up. The times that we are living in, saints, I promise you, this is not the time for us to fall weak, fall short, fall off. And fall away. We need to encourage one another and be accountable for one another to keep each other strong. And that's when I thought about my my title to my my segment is Iron Sharpens Iron. And when I thought about that, this is where we step in, and this is where Iron Sharpens Iron. We need to build each other up, hold each other up, pray each other up. And um, and so I was thinking this afternoon in my quiet place, and I was saying Iron Sharpens Iron simply means. Wise people should be questioning, we should be encouraging, we should be coaching and challenging each other to do better, like we do our children. We do all those things to our children because we see the success that they can have and we see things in them that they are not able to see in themselves, and we need to do that to one another as well. Um, In Proverbs 27 and 17 through 19, it says, so a man sharpened this the continence of his friend who who keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on the master shall be honored, as in water face answereth to face. So the heart of man to man. And if I wanted to break that down and I did for somebody who may be a babe in Christ that don't really understand the King James Version, I wrote the NIV version down. So again Psalms twenty seven 17 through 19 reads, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And the one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit. And whosoever protects his master will be honored. And as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. What's close to your heart is what's going to be seen the most. So in other words, it is what it is. There ain't no sugar coat that it is what it is. What you do is going to show in your actions and your heart. 27 and 19, others reflect your heart back to you. What are you reflecting? What are you showing others is what my point was. It just had me thinking, what are we, are we, are we showing godliness in a time like this? This is a time where we need to show godliness. We need to show support, and we need to um, kingdom build. So here are 10 practical ways to sharpen another, another, one another. And I just wanted to share some of this so that we could practice this with each other because we well need it in this time and, and, and age that we need to build each other up. And I just thought this would be a good opportunity to just give a, not even, I won't even say a teaching, but just a refreshing on how we should sharpen each other. Number one, show genuine care for people. People don't care how much you know 
until they know how much you care. And that and that simply when I read that I thought uh when when people know how much you care, it makes them open up to you. So you're able to better help them. You're able to uh, guide them better when you know their whole situation and they're open to you. So, yes, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and then number two is provide a clear expectation. You provide clear expectations, meaning people need to know where they stand at all times and what's good and what needs improvement. Be honest. Be upfront. Don't sugarcoat. Sugarcoating is getting us nowhere in this day and age. This is not a time where we need to sugarcoat. We need to tell people what it is, the truth, so that they can get it right and get back on track because he, the Lord is coming back soon, sooner than we think. We need to engage in regular, honest conversations. Honest conversations. Again, accountability, truth-telling, crucial conversations, confronting difficult issues. We don't never want to confront difficult issues because we don't never want to deal with issues that are holding us back from growing. But I say be hard on the issues but soft on the people. It's a way. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. So this is another way that we can sharpen each other up, even as saints, even as fellow ministers, even as leaders, even as neighbors and friends and family members. We need to learn how to speak and how to encourage and how to sharpen the other person because you, they say you can draw more bees with honey than you can vinegar. That's so true. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Number four is praise in public and correct in private. Brag publicly on the positive stuff. This this is what's a big one that I used to say for married people because when you're married, you're one. And when you down talk your spouse, it's foolish because you're actually down talking yourself because you are one. So I and it was and I since I well, you know, I had I was single longer than I was married. So I learned to do that with my children. You you don't you get them to correct themselves a lot better if you don't embarrass them. So I would correct them at home. Even to this day, if I see my daughter put something incorrect up on Facebook, I won't go on her wall and publicly say, hey, you spelled that wrong or, hey, you said that incorrectly. I'll go in her inbox or I'll text her on her phone and tell her, hey, you know that post you put up at some such a time? You need to correct that because you did this and or you spelled it this way or you said that. And, and when you correct somebody in secret and they're not embarrassed with it, then they go back and correct it. It, it. You will be surprised the encouragement level that increases in them. So, yes, married folks, do it, um, you know, publicly. Don't fight publicly. Don't argue publicly. Don't downgrade each other publicly. You shouldn't even do it privately because you should be able to speak and do that, you know, uplift each other. But um, that's what my thing is to, to just do that, engage, um, do that. Praise in public and correct in private. Um, but correct people behind closed doors so you don't speak shame and guilt into their futures. Because when you put, when you produce shame and guilt into their futures, it takes a lot of it takes a lot more effort to get them to go in the right direction once they've been embarrassed or once they've had that uh, self-esteem lowered. So again, this is what we can learn to do: praise them in public and correct in private. 
That's in our relationships. That's with our children. And that's just in general with people in, um, in, in our general everyday lives, our friends, our neighbors, and just a soul, just a soul that's out there. Number five is discover and develop people's strengths and passions. When you do, you unlock their potentials. That's what I was just saying in number four. You can get a lot more uh, positive production when you choose how you correct and when you choose how you address a person and their issues. When you do, you unlock their potentials, and you may be the only positive encourager or Jesus that they see on this side. Some people don't go to church. You might be the only Jesus they come in contact with. So that, like that bracelet we used to wear, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Portray that Jesus image and do, and do these things in a godly manner. Um, people love honesty, and it builds trust when they see an interest. When people see you have a genuine interest in them and that um, you're honest with them, it tends to see open that door of trust and it, and it makes a better person out of the other person. Number six, you build a genuine relationship. Build a genuine relationship. People are not doing this anymore. People are built on lies. People are uh, sugarcoating everything to make it, don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. As my pastor always says, and it always gets me, uh, if you love them, tell them the truth, because it's better to love them and hurt their feelings here and they get saved than to just sugarcoat it and they bust hell wide open. How are you loving these people? Build genuine relationships. People really do love honesty. People and children love correction. A lot of people, grown folks, love correction, but it's just a manner of how you address it and how you come at them. So um, when you build genuine relationships, you know, in the conversations you create, relationships and trust is built upon that. Share the credit. Amazing what gets done when no one hogs the credit and how something so simple motivates everyone. Example, lift them up, encourage them, acknowledge what they've done. It may be something that they don't do that well, but your encouragement will encourage them to do it better or keep doing it. Like I have a sister at my church. She's very shy. She used to not want to talk. She never wanted to do anything in church because she was so shy and she would be scared to death and shaking like a leaf if anybody asked her to do anything. And I used to encourage her, girl, you can do it. Girl, come on. You got that. Come on. This is God's house. That, that's your father's. This is your father's house. Do you act like that in your parents' house? No, you're confident in your parents' house. This is your father's house. And now she has, she's she asking what to do. As a matter of fact, for the last two years, in 2019 and this year, in 2020, she was my assistant in teaching um, vacation Bible school to the children at church. So she's looking for stuff to do now because her, her, her self-esteem has been raised, her, her encouragement has been given, and then she can see her potential, and it's making her spiritually grow. So that's how we can sharpen other people in that area, sharing the credit. But for, but for God's sake, don't touch God's glory. If he do something, you need the glory to the Lord. So we can encourage people and we can share the credit, but don't touch the glory. So number eight, speak vision and possibility into people. Believe that seeds of greatness are in every person on your team. And when we are kingdom building, we are all on one team. We are a team. Purpose Kingdom Network, we're a team. No, we don't all know each other personally. No, we don't all see each other 
um, physically, but um, kingdom building, we're a team. We have the same goals and mindset in, in, for our purpose, and which is to um, draw souls to Christ and spread the word of God and to encourage our, each other and others out in the world. So, yes, we're on the same team. So we have to see the potential and believe that seeds of greatness are in all of us and use our influences to build up others. Tell of our testimonies. Some people hear your testimony, and it will encourage them that if God did it for her, he'll do it for me. And that just increases their faith. Trust me, my faith grew that way. I, I used to love to hear people's testimonies, and I always felt like if God did it for them, he'll do it for me. I've never had an honorary, jealous streak. I've always felt like if God, if you could do it for them, you'll do it for me. So our testimonies will also help speak that, that um, boost that vision and the possibilities of them prospering. Sharing leadership, look for opportunities to stretch and advance others upward and be ambitious for the success of one another. Always see, you know, be happy for the person that's, that's excelling. We don't all excel at the same time. We don't all get blessed at the same time. We don't all go through, you know, um, elevation at the same time. But we need to be happy and encouraging to one another when we do that and share the leadership. Look, you've done this, let me help do that. Or you did this, and I know that's tiring, you're busy, let me take over and do this for you. You know, we need to learn how to do that. Like that poem I read from time called The Geese and how they honk at each other. And we just hear them honking in the sky, think that, that they just honking. But their honking is encouragement. And when I, I'll share that poem with you maybe at my next segment, but that honking is they they have a whole regiment and agenda when they honk. And they, and they have a formation and they hold to it. And if the geese can do it, truly we as humans can do it, and especially in the uplifting and the upbuilding of God's kingdom. Um, have fun along the way. Fun, laughter, and humor is the shortest distance between two people. Everybody wants to laugh and share a smile. They're free and they're contagious. So that's how we can iron, sharpen iron, and encourage and uplift each other. And, and just in case somebody wasn't sure how the, how iron sharpens iron works, I just wanted to share a couple of points on how we can be iron sharpened iron. Uh, iron sharpening is, is a 21st century skill that unlocks wealth, certain in all of its forms, financially, re- relational, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, and organizationally, and personally. So many areas that we can open up sharpening, you know, iron sharpening each other. So iron sharpening, the iron sharpeners, which is us, we polish others so they have an opportunity to grow, learn, share, expand, and transform. Hearts are encouraged, minds are enlightened, spirits are inspired, and leaders and supervisors who can help sharpen others know the benefits of two blades rubbing together because they're going to sharpen each other up. So never doubt that a small group of committed people can change the world because, indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Sticks in a bundle are unbreakable. Strength is supported. Strength is and support are available to each person when they are interconnected with each other. Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 and 12, um, strength in numbers. 
Two are better than one because they have a good return for the labor. For if for if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. If either falls, the one will lift up his companion, meaning this is what makes labor or life or anything easier. One is there to pick us up. That's what we need. <clears throat> but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm, not just speaking of man and wife, but they're not be just we're not speaking of actually lying down always, but we're saying as in being friends or being uh, supporters of one another. They keep each other, you know, together. But how can one be warm alone? This made me think of Kirk Franklin's I Need You to Survive song. And if one can overpower one, him who is alone, two can resist him. And a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. If one overpowers one, then two can resist him. That means, once again, if two people are present and one is attacked, and I'm focusing on the enemy's attack, the other person is there to come to the aid. And this is key because often the goal is in any group mainly is to divide people and make them to have discord among each other. Our children do this trying mom against dad all the time. But spiritually, the enemy does it among saints. Let's get back on track together. Three are often better. It's often heard that with man and woman, if they add the Holy Spirit, the three-way cord is not quickly broken. But if the Holy Spirit is added, the three-way cord is never broken. It's unbreakable. So two are better than one, and three is even better than that. So in picking up the pieces, let's get it together again. Let's encourage one another. Iron sharpens iron. Be accountable and hold your brothers and sisters in accountability. Second Chronicles is much needed today. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. He's talking to the saints here, people. Let's line up. We have a, a pandemic, and they're calling it a virus, but it's a plague, and it's not the first one. Because I've seen biblical pictures way back in biblical days where people were wearing masks, the same kind of masks we're wearing today. So this ain't the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last time, but we need to line up as a brother and a sisterhood and be accountable and hold our sisters and brothers in accountability. So uh, a preacher said today, you know, spoke, like I said earlier, that we ain't ready. This pandemic is showing a great falling away. People that used to go to church and seem like they were on the right track and holy and out, when this pandemic hit and they shut the churches down, it gave them a, an excuse or it gave them a reason to say they weren't coming back. They, they was, it was a great opportunity for them that didn't really want to come in the beginning to say they wasn't coming back because now they're using the pandemic as an excuse. It's just showing us. Remember when 2019 was here? And everybody said 2020 was going to give us 2020 vision. Well, it did. But it's not the 2020 vision that we were thinking like, oh, we're going to see this and we're going to see that in our own lives. God is showing us and he's seeing his people, the ones that are really for him. 2020 
was just that, 2020. Those that were for him are filled with him. Those that were pretending and just being the pew warmers and churchgoers, and they, they fell off because that's what they wanted to do anyway. Preachers ain't never opened their churches back yet. And guess what? Some of them ain't. They not. So 2020 vision was, was given spiritually. And so... We this pandemic is showing a great falling away of saints turning back, and and I instantly thought about that song by Twinkie Clark and Bishop White when it says "Accept what God allows," and I went and listened to it after I wrote this word, and he was saying how his wife called him and told him when he was away that four of his church members had got killed in a car wreck, and he got angry with God, and he told God, "Why would you take them four members? They were my best members." And God told him they weren't your members. They were mine. And I took them because they were ready. And I'm giving them other ones a chance to get it right. Guess what God's doing during this pandemic, y'all? This pandemic represents that car wreck. And some, and let me tell you, it wasn't just unsaved people that was dying from coronavirus in this pandemic. God was taking some of his people back. Saints are dying every day. But guess what? They were ready. He's still giving some of us a chance to get it right. And that's what was laid in my heart today, that we need to pick up the pieces and we need to line it up and get back on track because some of us are falling by the wayside. I prayed to God today. Just this morning I said a prayer to God, and I told him, I said, God, don't let me let my ailments, my disabilities, or this world put a wedge between where I am with you and stop my growth or, you know, delay me from growing. I I need you to keep me focused. I need you to keep me steadfast. I need you to inspire, you know, keep me encouraged. Send me those that will keep me encouraged. Teach me and, and don't let, you know, don't let me go, God, because we need to pick up the pieces because we truly have taken a hit and trust God and get it back on track, get it together, because we ain't ready. And I, if I have anybody that want to call in and respond or or if I have anybody that want to touch in on that, um, feel free at this moment because I'm not going to prolong the hour. I just wanted to come in and share something with God's people because even though I was ill today, I told God I always should have something to share with your people, always have something to share with them to encourage them and to glorify you. So I just feel, um, I feel like I achieved, you know, something with letting God let me share this with you all today. I'm blessed to be here again. Like I said, I was away for a while. I had to take care of my sick mom, but again, God is good. She's still here. She's still with us, and I and I trust Him with her. And even though I had to come home and didn't want to leave her there, I had to trust Him with her. And so I am here. I am back. I am blessed. And and what I've been telling people through this pandemic, and I got this slogan that I use, and people tend to like it, but I don't just tell people to be blessed. I tell people to be blessed on purpose because it's a choice. It's a choice that we have to be blessed on purpose. Once God wakes you up in the morning and open your eyes and you have breath in your body, it's up to you to dictate how your day is going, to dictate. Don't let nobody puppet your day and dictate your attitude or, or your day or your blessings or how you feel and how you your character. Be blessed on purpose. 
And if nobody has anything they want to share, I'm going to give um, the Carla Salvation. And then I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Toy so that she could give our announcement. So um, if nobody else has anything they want to share, I'm going to um, give the, the call of salvation for somebody may want to just um, be a part of this kingdom building uh, and just be one of God's, you know, we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. So um, maybe you want to be one of his children. Dear, just say this if you want to be one of God's children. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. You have to acknowledge that. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. And I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. And I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised, that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yes, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And if you said that, Tell somebody, get into a Bible-based believing church to give you some support and learn and ask questions. If you, you know, if you find out when they have Bible study, even if it's on Zoom, write down questions that may cross your mind so you don't forget them and learn and grow. My mother used to tell me when I was a young, younger woman, I, was, I wasn't a kid, I was, I was in my 20s, I believe, and she said, we're responsible even for what we don't know. And that confused me so bad. I said, how am I going to be responsible for what I don't know? But we are responsible for learning what we don't know. So um, I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Toy because that's all God gave me. I'm not going to prolong the evening. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to have share it with you all, and I wish God peace to you all. And I'm going to turn it over to her now before I close out in prayer. Hallelujah, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did y'all get that word from the Lord this evening? I can't even say what Evangelist Mary brought to us because all she was was God's megaphone this evening. She was his personal mic. Because I, I don't know if y'all caught that, Saints, but we just got smacked a little bit. Spiritually, I mean, we, we got to be honest. Come on now. That's what chastisement is for. That That's why I was praying earlier. I was like praying for Lord to heal you. And God said to me, she ain't sick like that. I just needed her to be mm-hmm. sick so she could try to study something else and then I'd have to wrestle with her against what she studied versus what I wanted to say. So I'm going to just put her down for a second so that when it's time to open her mouth, I can just speak right on through her. Did y'all get that word tonight? Thanks to God, we have got to step up. Hallelujah, God. We have got to be held accountable. And I don't mean you got to be held accountable to your pastor or to to this person. You have to be held accountable to God, to the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. We have to start to listen for his voice. Some of us pray, and we pray so fast, we don't even give him a chance to talk back. We talk at God, not with God. You know, we get, Father God, thank you, and you did this, and we need that, and we want to thank you for what you had done, and then we want to thank you for what, and this is what we want you to do, and God bless you, amen, thank you, Lord, I send my prayers, we have communicated. No, you haven't, you talked. You never stopped to let them speak back. And as this second round of this pandemic kicks in, 
We all need to take the time to stop and listen for the voice of God. Listen for the unctioning of his Holy Spirit. Pick up God's word, read it, and meditate on it for a while. Ask God to give you a new revelation in it. I'm, you know, I, Mary, I have read the story of Lazarus a trillion times, a trillion times over my lifetime thus far. But you know what? I was reading it the other day and got a new resol- a new revelation over on the story I done read over a trillion times. And here go and I'ma just share this part with you. Here go the deep part. What I found out was Lazarus' death was not about Lazarus. Lazarus' death was not about his brother and sisters. Lazarus or his sisters, I'm sorry. Lazarus' death was about everybody else that was standing around. And not yeah. the ones who already believed in Christ. It was for the ones who didn't. Some of what we're going through ain't at no, I'm not even going to go there. See, 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 there you go, sis. You done got me started again. <laughs> Hallelujah, God. We just thank and bless God for the word that has come forth this evening. We thank each and every one of you for joining in for this, the 1,488th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. By faith, we encourage those of you who have given your life to Christ this evening to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until then, that's why God has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. at 9 p.m., for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be broadcasting with the real rap and the host, Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We invite you to join in with us via our webpage. It's located at www.pknradio.com. On that page, we have PKN Radio, where God has blessed that we can encourage each and every believer in Christ and plant new seeds of Christ. Hallelujah, God, 24 hours a day through gospel music. Also, the app is up. The app is up. If you are on Android, Android devices can now download the PKN Radio app. We invite you again to join in with us. We thank and bless God for each and every one of you who joined in with us this evening. Evangelist Mary Scott, wonderful, wonderful word this evening, and the ministry is back in your hands. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Toy. And as you were saying, you know what? I know that um, my sickness was a distraction because I, I, I know that the enemy don't want me to um, – say anything that the Lord is willing to share with the people for the growth of the people and for the building of the kingdom. But I thank God that, no, I am not ill, but the enemy made me feel like it was bigger than it was, but my God is bigger than all of it. And, um, yes, I was not content with the enemy say, oh, it's okay. You ain't been on in two months anyway. You could just miss it and be ready next month. The devil is a liar all day long. And I wasn't going to let him feed that to me. So I thank God that he strengthened my body and he strengthened my mind and he encouraged me to go forth and do what thus saith the Lord. 
And so I I thank you for your encouragement, and I thank you for your support, and I thank all of our listeners for their encouragement and support. And like I said, all of my PKN brothers and sisters in Christ, I love y'all, and I don't speak to you all on a daily basis, but I know that you are supporters. And I thank God for all that he has done and all that he is doing in his kingdom. And I know that his word is going out and that souls are being fed and, and souls are being reached and, and minds are being changed. And I just thank God because this is the time that we need to do it, and I'm excited about it. And I thank you, and I thank all of you for it again. And again, I say, Lord, I thank you for the word that you gave me this afternoon, even last minute, God, that it touched somebody and it changed some life and it encouraged some heart and some mindset was, was you know, changed and somebody was inspired and some kingdom part was built up somewhere, somehow, God, in Jesus' name, God, and I thank you. And I thank you for each person that's represented on that's so listening out there. And I thank you, Lord, strength, continue to strengthen Pastor Toy and her family and her daughter, God, and just continue to be who you are in our lives. And again, we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Good night, all. I love you. And as we depart from this place, but never from his presence, I just bid you adieu until the second Sunday of next month. Thank you so much. Be blessed on purpose. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.